Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. So today I am recording back home for my parents, and we're going to be doing our D1 Fall Recap episode. So just me today. My name's Haley. If you're new here, I am the host of this podcast, and I'm a first-year dental student at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry. And we just finished up our second semester of dental school. So I only have one term left, and then I will officially be a D2, which is crazy. We do 12 semesters total, so I've completed two of the 12 now. And as you may or may not know, the episodes are usually structured with an introduction that has a little recap of what's been happening that week in my life, and then I also provide a little motivation going into the week, especially with these episodes going up on Mondays. I want you all to have positive and productive weeks, and then we get into the main episode, and then I do a little wrap-up at the end. But this week, since it's all a big life update, I'm not going to include any updates in the intro, but I did still want to provide some motivation for the week. So this week's motivation is a little different. I thought we could maybe do a little mini book club. So since I'm on break, I just finished finals yesterday. I figured I could recommend a book that I just started reading. And if you all would like, you could pick up a copy or borrow a copy from a friend or from the library or get the ebook, whatever. And we could talk about it a little bit on this episode or even message about it on our podcast Instagram, which is at the dental download podcast. And the best way to talk about it would actually be in our Facebook group. I've mentioned this before, and I've mentioned it on my YouTube channel, but we do have a Facebook group just called the Dental Download Podcast Facebook group. You can get to it by searching through Facebook, or you can get to it linked out from our Instagram page. And that I just created this semester, actually, because I get so many messages from different pre-dental students or different dental students, and I can only offer so much insight on my own, but I really wanted a place where I could connect all of you together, and I could still give my input, but all of my different peers could give input to the pre-dance, pre-dance can meet each other, maybe form little virtual study groups for the DAT and stuff, so make sure you get in that Facebook group, it's for pre-dentals and dental students to be involved in. But the book, anyways, that I wanted to recommend is Atomic Habits by James Clear. So I just started it this morning. I'm working through the first couple chapters, and and when we come back next week, I thought a nice goal would be to have read the first two parts. There are six parts, so we'll discuss two parts each episode for the next three weeks while I'm on break. So if you want to pick up that copy, that would be great. I'm going to add the segments discussing it into the end of the episodes, though. That way, if you're not interested, you don't need to listen. But I think it'd be a really great way for all of us to develop and grow together over the next couple weeks, especially if you're a student and you're on break right now. I think it's a really great book to read. So that's my little motivation or challenge for this week. And that would be the end of our intro. In a few seconds here, we're going to jump back in and start the main episode, talking all about my D1 fall, the credits, the classes, the highs, the lows, personal life, socializing, best classes, worst classes, club involvements, what I'm going to do after dental school. These are all things that have dramatically, maybe not dramatically, but definitely shifted throughout the semester compared to last. So I'm very much looking forward to filling you all in on what's been happening. I know the intros are usually pretty short, so you don't get the full detail of what's going down on my end at dental school. (laughs) 
Alrighty, so let's get right into talking about D1 Fall. I've already listed off my schedule way back at the beginning of the semester and at the end of last summer term, but I figured if you're just tuning in for this episode, I can give a reminder of what classes we took and how many credits. It was about 12 classes, but some of the classes had mini classes within them that we had to complete. So one of those classes was Comprehensive Care Clinic, and that class had a few mini classes. One was an interprofessional education class, and one was a healthcare and insurance class. So those were like extra, and they were only for a few weeks, and that was all under the umbrella and grading system of Comprehensive Care Clinic. So that was one of our classes that was two credits. Then the rest of the classes was Applied Biomaterials 1, Oral Facial Complex, Intro to Clinical Skills, Behavioral Science 1, Clinical Foundations 1, which was our SimLab preclinic class, Dental Anatomy and Occlusion, which for this term was really just doing the waxing of teeth, and then we also had our Pathways Program class, we had Cell and Molecular Biology, we had Oral Health Promotion, we had Cariology 1, and Infection and Immunity, and that came out to be 23.75 credits, or you can round that up to 24 if you'd like. So that was about the workload that we had this semester. So first, I'm going to start talking about the classes in general, the workload, and give you a little information about each of the classes that I feel is interesting enough to share. And then we'll kind of look into other aspects of my semester, making friends, where I'm living, where I chose to live next year and clubs and my plans for the future. All of that really developed a lot this term, but first we'll just talk about classes. So for one thing, the class I did the worst in grade-wise this semester was applied biomaterials. I also didn't do amazing in it over the summer, so this is like the second level of this class we took. And it's pretty physics-based, so it's just not my strong suit, but I still passed it, still did all right. And I liked this class because it started at the beginning of the term and we had a midterm and a final and those were both done um, by November. So in November, we had one last class to worry about, one last class to watch lectures for. So it really made our schedule a little more open once we got into November and started having finals in early December. I was actually more interested in biomaterials this semester than over the summer. Since the summer was the first course, it was very much laying the foundations for what is biomaterials, what is material science, what are these different physics relationships that you're going to see in dental materials. But then this semester, they actually started talking about the dental materials. So we learned about what's the difference between amalgam and composite on a materials science level and why you're using it, actually the science behind it. So it was a lot more interesting this term, but still the content was tough for me to wrap my head around and to remember and to reason through answers on the exams. But at least it was a little more interesting, so that was a plus. And then oral facial complex wasn't too tough of a class. I liked that it pulled in all the information from a bunch of our different courses. So sometimes we were learning about histology, sometimes we were learning about immunology, sometimes we were learning about biochem or cell bio or embryology. It pulled in a little bit of all of our other classes. So it wasn't like when you were studying for an exam, it was all new information. It was almost compiling things that we've learned in other classes and letting us kind of review and solidify our understanding of things. So I didn't find that class to be too challenging because I was already studying it by doing the coursework for my other classes, and that one was two credits. Then intro to clinical skills, 
was kind of just tied in with our comprehensive care clinic class that would have been assisting in clinic, but because of COVID, we didn't get in this semester like you usually would, but we're going to hopefully be assisting in January. We already got our N95s and cleared our donning and doffing, which really just means putting on and taking off your PPE layers in the correct order. But we also did recently, like yesterday, fill out a form called the blue Q because we're like the maize and blue is our school colors. And that was a form to get in line to get the vaccine if you are interested in it. So I filled that out and it just surveyed like your basic health and your interest in getting it or not. That way they can put everyone in order of most in need to get it first. And then eventually I will be given my date and time and everything to get the first dose and set up my date for the second dose. If you didn't know, it's a two-dose thing, 21 days apart. But totally off topic, I just wanted to say that they are getting us prepared to get into clinic and to see patients and be safe is my point. So they're hoping to have us start assisting a little bit next semester starting in January. But that class was only a quarter of a credit and we really didn't do anything for it this term because we couldn't get into actual clinic with real patients. Then the next class was behavioral science. This was our only class that was um, live. We had a few other classes that had weekly kind of you hop on a Zoom and the professor will review the material, but this was the only class where the material was presented during a live Zoom, and this was the only one that was mandatory because otherwise you wouldn't know the material if you didn't tune in. So this was every Wednesday, 8 to 10 a.m., with an incredible professor. She is one of the nicest ladies I've ever met, even though we haven't met in person. And she's actually done a bunch of really interesting psychology research over time. So it's really cool to have people teaching us for all of our classes, including this one, that are so cutting edge and like leading the fields that they're teaching. It just makes me appreciative of my education, I guess. But I really enjoyed this class. There were a few things in it that extra stuck out to me, but everything we learned was so important. It's a lot of skills about understanding people, of course, because it's behavioral science and how that relates to us as care providers. But we also learned about addiction. We learned about tobacco usage and different medications and kind of got a basic understanding of the medications that we could be prescribing and recommending to our patients if we're trying to get them off of smoking. We talked about facial attractiveness. We talked about oral pain and perception of pain. We talked about so many different things. And in this class also, we did what are called standardized patient interactions. Usually those would be in person with essentially an actor, but because of online school, we did them over Zoom. So it was teledentistry, which is a thing now anyways, like your dentist, if you have a case and they're only seeing emergency cases or something, might meet with you over Zoom to try to give you some feedback and see if you are an emergency case or not. But basically, we did one where we logged on and did a health history. And then we did another where we logged on and talked to a patient that in this situation has already been coming to the school, already got their initial exam, and then we were talking to them about their smoking habits and trying to educate them and get them to move from a stage of pre-contemplation, thinking about quitting smoking, to either contemplation or preparation, which would mean that in preparation that they are going out and they're going to buy nicotine patches, or they have a plan that next week they're going to start this prescription to start quitting smoking. So that would be like preparation that they're ready to do it. But basically we 
did those experiences on Zoom and then they were recorded so we could watch ourselves back and critique ourselves and then one of our classmates critiqued us and we critiqued that same classmate back. So it was a good experience to practice what it's going to be like with patients, especially even the first one of taking a medical history and dental history, which is what you do before you would even do an initial exam on a patient. So it was just nice to kind of ease us into what it's going to be like when we see patients. And the first time that you're doing this doesn't need to be on a real life patient and the potential for you to mess up, which you still might once we get into clinic, but it's just nice to have a little bit of practice, I thought. And then the next class was Clinical Foundations 1, which was our D1 Fall Sim Lab. So episode 34 of this podcast, um, my classmate and I, Mitch, we went through pretty much everything about D1 Sim Lab, what we did, what we thought, tips, tricks, loops, all of it. So I'm not going to talk too much about Sim Lab here. I'll just say that it was a positive experience. We didn't get to finish it out because of a couple COVID cases. So we have a couple practicals to make up next semester. For me, I have to make up a remediation of class one occlusal restoration with composite. I passed the preparation part, which is where you're drilling, and then the part that I didn't pass was the filling part. So I'm going to be making that up in remediation next term. And then we also, none of us were able to do our carries removal practical because they ran out of time. So we're making those up next semester. So I don't even have a grade for this class yet, but we did everything in SimLab, but you also would have two exams. We had a midterm and a final that were written about the actual content, like the procedures that you do step by step, why you're doing it. And then there were also a few different patient situations. And then it said, what would you do now? Or why would you take this next step? What's the science backing it up? So we had some lecture videos that we would watch for SimLab. They were pretty short, but they basically showed how you did the procedure and explained why you're using which instruments or why you're switching to this burr head instead of the other one, why you do this on slow speed, not high speed, why you need to etch, why you need to bond, how long you hold the curing light. So all of that was explained kind of beforehand and short video form and then you went into sim lab and you actually practiced it so that was kind of the gist of that class and then the next class that i would say was kind of a wash we can call it in a nice way nothing good nothing gained nothing lost would be dental anatomy and occlusion where they were trying to have us wax teeth and my personal opinion it was not a success i don't feel like i really learned anything But I also don't feel like it was a waste of time. I think it just was, like I said, kind of a wash. So a lot of other schools gave these tiny machines that kind of look like a pencil sharpener if you used to have those in like elementary school or something. And they would give you like nice, warm, melted wax when you stick your instrument in there. But apparently our dental school didn't know about them or didn't deem them safe enough. I don't know. But we didn't get those. We got a candle wax melter, so just a little black hot plate essentially and then we put our cases of wax on there and melted them so all we had to work with was a liquid pile of wax and then if you got like a candle that you lit so it was really so different than usually you would be waxing in sim lab with a bunsen burner and a bunch more supplies and faculty to help you and students there supporting you and helping you but we were doing it from home. But one pro of doing it from home is that they made all of our practicals at-home practicals, so technically you didn't have to time yourself. You could spend as long on it as you wanted and try to make it the best that you could. I just felt like I didn't have any solid instruction and I didn't know what I was doing anyways, but I 
managed to pass one of them and then didn't pass the other. But in that class, we also had an exam and an extra credit assignment and also some participation points for coming in to get feedback on our wax up. So I still was able to pass the class with all those other points. But basically, the wax ups are a really great opportunity to learn dental anatomy. And I feel like we just missed the ball with that opportunity, but that's okay. And then the next class that I wanted to chat about was comprehensive care clinic. So I mentioned that there were a couple mini classes we can say within that. But then the main thing we would get on Zoom, I guess this was another class that had live Zooms that we had to tune into. But those were actually in the evenings around 4pm, once or twice a week. And we would go through treatment plans. So this class was so, so helpful. It was like practicing real what you're going to be doing in clinic kind of things rather than like the hands-on dentistry, but the behind the scenes, the paperwork, the insurance, the systems, the inputting a perio chart, all of that. So we would get a few different fake patients and he would have the medical history form filled out, the dental history form filled out, like the actual forms that we will be seeing at the dental school, but he just filled them out like fake and in a specific situation, like a younger patient with um, smoking and these other things and is pregnant or an older patient that has like heart problems and diabetes and whatever. So it kind of started off with someone that was very not medically complex. And then we did, I think, five patients. And by the end, they were more medically and dental um, complex cases. So it challenged us more to be inputting different things into the system and treatment planning. So first off, we would get this patient situation and then we would be assigned before we came into class on Zoom to try to come up with a treatment plan ourselves. So you fill out this um, other sheet in Excel and you look at radiographs and you look at the patient's chief concern of what they told you and you have to figure out which teeth you're going to do restorations on or what treatments you recommend. And then based on, we just did a general rule that if it was anything anterior, we would do composite. If it was anything posterior, we would do amalgam, even though that's not really what happens, but it was just for the sake of having some concise way to go about things and then we would hop on zoom and we would go into breakout rooms and try to come up with the best treatment plan putting all of our brains together so I just found it to be really interesting and I learned a lot more dental terminology like I've been at the dentist before and had a lot of restorations done and when you hear like MOD sometimes you don't really know what that means but it's mesial occlusal distal makes so much sense doesn't it so like simple things like that I feel like I got a much better hand on because it was repeated so many times with five different patients And then once we had the treatment plan down, we had to go into the software, which at our dental school, we use Axiom, but they call it MyDent, like M-I-Dent, because Michigan Dental School. And then they have a whole different system called MyDent Train. So that's what we log on to. So there's not even any real patient information in there. Like it's a whole different little icon, a whole different system. So there's nothing we could mess up or breach any confidentiality or anything, which was nice, low stress. But it takes quite a few hours for us to work on inputting the treatment plan, the medical history, the dental history, the perio chart. It's a whole process, but it was really cool. And if you want to see what it looks like, I did show it in a few of my YouTube videos. So you can look back on YouTube videos from this past semester if you're curious what that actually looks like. And then the next class was our Pathways program. So I've touched on this before, but at Michigan, we do a Pathways. So that means that you determine if you want to be selectives or immersion. And selectives are elective classes that you add into your schedule, D3 and D4 year. 
And then Immersion is a research project that you lead yourself, but you work with a faculty mentor of your choosing that you think would be helpful in guiding you. So I personally chose Selectives, and I'm intending to take a few different classes. I like the classes on leadership, the classes on academia and education, because I could see myself potentially teaching one day. I think that would be so, so cool. And then also there are some outreach electives where you can work in ortho or oral oral surgery for a little bit. So those could be interesting just to learn more. And then there's some like psych and patient understanding, patient behavior type classes. So those are all things I have on my mind going forward. But I do want to be a general dentist. So anything that can help me be a more competent general dentist is kind of what I have my eye on. In that class, basically every week we would have three or four little videos um, of different people either explaining different courses that we could take with selectives or different students or faculty talking about their research. That way it could kind of spark our interest, teach us about the program, and help us figure out which pathway was right for us. So it was a cool little intro to everything. And then at the end of this term, we had to fill out a form saying like which pathway we were choosing. And if you were doing research, you had to have your research project figured out and pick your mentor and everything. But again, I didn't do the research part, so not for me. But the other class, we have a couple more. So cell and molecular bio was probably the most challenging for me, even though I did better in it than biomaterials. But that class was also four and a half credits. That was our biggest credit load for a class this term. And it definitely felt that way. We would have two quizzes a week, and then we would have an exam every couple weeks after basically we had three quizzes and then the and then the exam would follow that. So it was tough, but I appreciated the fact that there were quizzes for each unit because it helped keep you accountable and you couldn't get behind on the material and then cram at the end because you had to watch the videos and study for each quiz rather than saying, oh, the exam's in three weeks, I'll worry about it that week. So it was nice to hold us accountable. And then, like I said, we had weekly Zooms. So we would have a quiz, we would log on and take the quiz, and then you'd hop onto the Zoom and they would go over the quiz and review the material and answer questions and stuff. So it was helpful. Honestly, by the end of the term, I did not attend all of the review sessions because they weren't the most helpful for me personally, but it was nice that they were there and offering to help us since the videos for all of our classes, except for behavioral science and comp care clinic, all of our lectures were pre-recorded for all these classes. So that was nice to make things very flexible, but it also obviously made it a little different. Like you couldn't ask questions while you were watching. You would have to shoot the professor an email or ask our classmates on Slack and maybe one of them would know the answer. So it's just a different learning experience, but that's all that we know because we've only ever been online dental students. And I say online, keep in mind, we did still get to go into SimLab twice a week this year. So, I mean, this like fall term. So we weren't fully online, but when we weren't in SimLab, all of our coursework was online. But yeah, cell molecular bio was a little challenging. That was one of the classes I didn't get an A in, but that's okay because I'm still proud of my grade and I worked very hard. And then the next class that I listed was oral health promotion, and that class we really didn't do much for. That was um, also kind of intertwined with the comp care clinic and the IPE and the health care insurance classes. Um, it was zero credits, so it wasn't like, it didn't affect the GPA at all, and it was pass-fail. It was kind of just like stuff that you did. So nothing much to say about that. And then the next class is cariology one. So we're going to be taking cariology two next term. And this is one of the classes where our professor is 
leading in this field. If you look up current dental caries research and the newest information and the newest accepted knowledge, she's the one leading those studies. So it's really cool to be taught by someone so, I don't know, highly regarded and so knowledgeable. But um, it was a cool class. It's something that I guess you don't know much about as a patient. You don't know why you're getting dental caries. You don't, at least in my area where I'm from, there's pretty high oral health literacy. People take care of their teeth, generally speaking. I don't see too many crazy situations when I was shadowing and everything. So it's interesting to get to see a lot of case studies and see a lot of images of actual people that have really, really intense dental caries, really high risk for dental caries. So it was really cool just to learn more about it. We did caries risk assessments. We learned about the different forms that different organizations use, whether that's the ADA, caries risk assessment form or the American Association of Pediatric Dentistry, the forms that we use at our school, all different kinds of things, ways that you can analyze people's caries risk and make proper recommendations for their oral health, whether that be fluoride varnishes, different um, oral hygiene recommendations, different patient recall appointments, like how often they should come in to get a profi. So bunch of things in that regard, but then also the actual science behind what is happening, why there's dental caries, how we can prevent them, why we use sealants, why we use resin, why just pretty much the why behind everything. So a lot of it went over my head and um, I kind of struggled on the midterm and the final for that class, but they use an interesting grading system called grade craft, where anytime you do an assignment, any points you earn is points earned. So if you get a 15 out of 20, you're not getting a low percentage. You're getting 15 points and it doesn't bring your grade down at all. You're just working up to try to get to a thousand points would be an A plus and I think 950 or something was an A and I was able to get there with taking all of the exams and assignments and case studies but also there's a ton, a ton of extra credit assignments, bunch of different weekly quizzes where we'd have to look at pictures of carious teeth and give them their ICDAS scores, which is one through six, basically talking about the severity of a carious lesion. So there was just a bunch of extra practice and the fact that you determine your own grade just by how many assignments and things you're willing to do really makes you like an active learner and it makes you do all those extra assignments because you want to have that cushion in your grade that you don't need to worry about getting an amazing score on the midterm or the final because you've done so much extra work on top of it, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's another element of this class was the ICDS scoring, was the visual caries detection. So we had exams via online, via Canvas, which is our learning platform, where we would look at pictures of teeth, like I said, but then we also did an in-person practical where we would have a physical tooth in front of us and we would have to give it an ICDS score. So you're saying whether it's cavitated or non-cavitated or sound, which means there's no caries there, a non-cavitated caries just means that it hasn't penetrated into dentin yet. And then a cavitated caries means that it has penetrated into dentin. And then beyond that, you can look at non-cavitated can be an ICDAS 1 or 2. And then cavitated can be 3 through 6, depending on shadowing, depending on how big the cavitation is, 
the lesion. So it's a whole different thing and it was really cool to learn and I feel like I've gotten pretty good at visual caries detection, which is a good skill to have. So that was kind of fun. It was a really cool class and I'm hoping that next term it's just as positive of an experience and that class was three credits. So that was a pretty big part of our grade too. So I was glad that not our grade, our GPA. So I was glad that I did well in that class. And then the final one on here is three credits, and that's infection and immunity, which was an immunology, virology, bacteriology course. And just as it sounds, it was intense. It was one of our heavier science classes. But for me, immunology is such an interesting topic. So sitting down and doing these lectures and studying for it was much more engaging for me and I didn't mind it versus sitting down and doing cell biology was quite draining for me and not a fun experience. So I didn't mind studying for this class as much. I got the same score in both infection and immunity and cell biology though just by working hard even though my interest levels and maybe skills on the exams were a little different but ended up with the same scores and Woo, we're already 24 minutes in, but that is all of the classes. I still have a lot more to chat about, though, so hopefully you're on a long drive, maybe going home for the holidays, cruising around, going for a walk, working out, something where you have a lot of time to sit and listen to me. But the next thing we're going to talk about is just in general how I manage the workload and how I keep track of everything really quick, and also my favorite study tool this semester. So for my favorite study aid, I guess you can say... I got Quizlet Plus actually this fall at the very beginning because they were doing a promo where it was pretty discounted. So I purchased that for an annual subscription and it's been so nice. I can't imagine going back to Quizlet where there's those distracting ads of all the shopping that you want to do in my case. So I really love Quizlet Plus. I like the enhanced features. It's really similar to Anki anyways, especially when you're in the Plus version. And you're able to put images if you want. You're able to look at like analytics of your studying. I don't really go that far because I don't give myself enough time to study for that long. <laughs> Half the time I'm rushing to start to study the cards because I spend so long watching lectures and making the cards. But yeah, I really have loved Quizlet Plus. I like the platform better than Anki. I think it's more visually appealing. I'm more familiar with it. I enjoy the app a lot. It's kind of like a little game when you do the swiping when you're on your iPad or your phone. So personally, I am a very big fan of Quizlet Plus and would recommend it to you all. And same way as before, managing my time, managing the workload, I just try to work ahead. If we have an exam coming in two weeks, I make sure I am have a plan of when I'm going to get all the lectures done over those next two weeks, giving myself at least a day or two beforehand with no lectures just to review and study is usually how I go about time management and everything. And I use my iCalendar to look at weekly spreads, monthly spreads, daily spreads. And then I also write out a to-do list on my iPad for each day of the week, the week before. So on Sunday, I'll write out a to-do list for Sunday through Saturday. And then throughout the week, as I accomplish tasks or don't get everything finished for that day, I move things around. And that's why I really like planning digitally because it's really easy to move something to the next day without feeling like you didn't accomplish all your tasks because it's just like moved onto another page. You don't even see it there as like a lingering thing that you didn't finish. Another random thing that I did mention during the SimLab episode, episode 34, was that I bought loops this semester, and that was a 
whirlwind of an experience for me personally. At first, they had some issues. You can look at my vlog where I got the loops and then the next vlog where I got my loops fixed. But basically, I was seeing double vision with my oroscoptic prismatic loops. I have 3.5 and I was able to meet with the rep though and he helped me adjust the frames and fix it and I do really like them now and I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep the exact ones that I have. So if you want more info about loops that I got and that my classmate Mitch got, definitely just listen to that episode but I felt like that was something important I should mention here because that was a very expensive purchase and it's something that I'm going to be using a lot over the next few years. Actually every single time that I do dentistry I'll be wearing them. And I did ask you all on Instagram if you had any questions about my D1 fall or anything in particular that you wanted me to talk about. And a few people did ask about making friends with COVID, making friends and having time for people in your life with a busy schedule. So I'm going to kind of lump all of those together and just talk about socializing, social life, mental health, personal things. So I found that it was extremely, extremely difficult to make strong friendships this semester and that was a big bummer for me because I knew that being online and living at my parents, not in Ann Arbor over the summer, I obviously wasn't really going to be making friends, but I really thought when I moved in Ann Ar- to Ann Arbor in the fall that I would have a lot more chances to make friends. And I definitely have stronger relationships with a lot of my classmates and like I've interacted with all of them a little bit through passing in SimLab or in group projects or whatever, but just because of the pandemic, we aren't doing normal socializing and it feels like people kind of are already forming their friend groups and I'm just not in one. So that's like kind of a bummer, but I know that it's going to get better and I know that it's nothing personal. A lot of the groups have just formed around, oh, all of these students live in the graduate apartments. These students all live in this other big apartment complex. Um, These people don't hang out much outside of school because they're married or they have family things going on. Like, so everyone kind of has their niche, it feels like. I know that's not true, but that's how it feels as like an outsider, I guess you could say. But I definitely have friends and I have had some socializing when like outdoor dining and bars were open. I did a few things with people and it's been good. It's still been good. It's just been I guess we could say like a sore spot for the semester is struggles to make friends, but thankfully outside of dental school and also my roommate Amanda is amazing. She's in my class, but just aside from her, it's been a struggle to form close relationships because we can't really get together with people. But outside of dental school, I have been able to keep in really good contact with all of my friends from undergrad, and I have a group of friends from grade school from my hometown that I'm still close with. So I've had plenty of time to keep up with my loved ones, family, friends, and also form new relationships. So I don't think it's impossible to balance everything, and I actually think it's essential to give time to your loved ones because that helps boost your mood, helps boost your morale, helps you refocus and helps you stay grounded on why you're doing what you're doing, what really matters. And I just think that has been a really positive part of my D1 fall is that I've been able to keep relationships strong and to form new ones. And it's just been a good balance, I think, with personal life with academics. Um, Another thing I did want to mention was housing. So I'm living with Amanda again next year. Currently, we're in a one-bathroom, two-bedroom apartment, about a 15-minute walk from the school. And then next year, we're going to be living in a four-bedroom, two-bathroom house, 
with her and then two other students that are a year ahead of us in dental school that we know from undergrad. So we're going to be living with them. And that's, again, a little bit of a walk to the school. It's about 20, 25 minutes this time. So we might bus or bike. But it was actually a challenge. And if you're um, considering coming to Michigan, I know acceptance day just happened and you want input about signing leases and stuff, it's really tough to figure out housing, especially if you're not from the area or you don't know what's a reasonable rent or you don't know where students live, definitely reach out to me. But even us having all the time in the world and like last year trying to sign a lease for D1 was kind of hard because we didn't, a lot of things were taken by December because Ann Arbor is a college town. So undergrads start signing in October and November and then you don't get in until December. So you're kind of behind. But even us signing a lease at the end of October, we had a really hard time finding housing because students were panicked that there wouldn't be any on-campus housing next year because of COVID. So students that were hoping to live in dorms even then went and signed leases on houses and apartments. So we had a really hard time finding a house that was in any proximity to the campus. But I'm still really happy about the place that we're living. I think it's a fun location. It's really relaxed and homey and the rooms are huge. There's so much space. It's going to be so much bigger than our little apartment because it is a full home. So I'm looking forward to it. And eventually in August when we move in, if you guys follow along on my YouTube channel, you get to see what the house is like and everything. But for now, just in my little apartment with Amanda and I. And The next topic I wanted to bring in was my involvement in clubs and the networking that I've been able to do outside of dental school with dentists. So I feel like I've been really fortunate to get a lot out of the clubs that I've been in so far. A couple of them I just haven't been that involved in and feels kind of like a waste of money on dues, but it is what it is. You don't really know what you're getting into when you're first starting dental school. But some of the ones that have been really amazing is the Dental Student Business Association, Through that, I was able to join a Facebook group where it's full of dentists that I can use as mentors and that make posts about what's happening on like the insider scoop in their practice. So I'm able to learn about what real life dentistry is like, see lots of figures of real money and just get some insight in what I can expect as a general dentist and hopefully practice owner one day. And then another club that's been really great is the AAWD. I'm going to be the professional development chair, or I guess I am currently, and next semester I'm probably going to help them come up with different activities that we can do as well as find new speakers to come and talk to us over Zoom. So I'm looking forward to that. And then ASDA, I'm the pre-dental liaison, so I will be planning the pre-dental day that are as the chapter hosts in June usually, and then also um, doing different events with people in our ASDA district or any really ASDA. Like for example, coming up on December 22nd, by the way, if you're listening and you want to attend this event, send me a DM on Instagram so I can get you the link. But December 22nd, Harvard's ASDA is holding in event where you can meet with dental students from about 10 different dental schools and then beforehand they're going to do a presentation about choosing a dental school. So this is for applicants of this current cycle that were accepted to dental school and are trying to decide which program is right for them. So I'll be there at our little booth for our Michigan chapter and there's a few other dental schools off the top of my head. Penn, Harvard obviously, UNC, Stony Brook, Uh, Boston, Tufts, a few others. So if those ring a bell to you and you're interested, send um, my Instagram a DM and I can get you a link to attend. Again, it's December 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern time, I believe. And then 
The other thing I wanted to talk about was connections that I've been making from these organizations. So another one that's been really great, I'm not on board for it, but the Academy of General Dentistry. As a national member, I get a lot of emails about different events that I can go to. So I went to a pop-up mentorship Zoom event where I was paired up with a dentist and we were able to talk for a little bit at that event and got his contact information and had another Zoom with him. So I'm able to learn a lot about general dentistry, different practice structures, and I've learned a lot just from that and from the Dental Student Business Association about being a practice owner and different ways you can structure your practice, such as being fee-for-service or working through insurance agencies yourself, um, different things you can offer to your patients to make it more of like a spa, comfortable luxury experience, or you can just be very by the books, keeping things simple. There's just a lot of different ways you can do it. I've learned about marketing. I've learned about um like how you can try to lower your overhead. I've learned what's a reasonable amount of new patients to be getting every month. I've learned how much you actually can make as a dentist practice owner, what you should be making. And if you're not making that much, maybe what you're doing wrong. I've gotten some connections and ideas of different people you could be outsourcing through, different financial planners, different CPAs, different lawyers and people to look over your contracts. Um, Through ASDA, I've had the ability to go to some different Zooms by the Michigan Dental Association. Last night we had one about um, insurance, so that is malpractice insurance, but also personal like liability insurance if you were to Um, I guess that is also malpractice insurance, but also like life insurance. That way, if you come into some situation where you can't practice anymore, you can still get a stipend monthly and you're not just out of work and out of money. So tons of different things that are available to you if you choose to pursue them. And again, some of these were just information given to me by speakers that our clubs have brought in, but some of these are things that I'm seeking out outside of it. Like I signed up for um, right now the Dental School Probs Instagram. It's like a meme page, but they partnered up with the Dental Nachos, which is um, kind of a CE company, which is continuing education, and they're doing 12 free CE courses. So I am signing up for all of those and getting them in my email, so I'll be watching them over winter break. So there's just a lot out there, and I really encourage you to be proactive. Try to intermix yourself with as much as you can and obviously everything I'm mentioning is more tailored towards general dentistry because that's what I want but there are organizations for any specialty that you're interested in or people on Instagram doing what you want to do that you should be connecting with and following and using as mentors and guides I really just encourage you to reach out to people because especially in dentistry people are always willing to hop on a phone call with you and answer any questions or just tell you about their journey so far, tell you about things they wish they knew. And I think that's so invaluable. It's something that I've really been appreciating. And I've just been trying to do that in my, I guess you can say, personal professional life outside of these podcasts. Obviously, I connect with a lot of dentists, but even people that don't necessarily know that I have a podcast, they just want to help me as a current dental student. So again, I really encourage that. But Another club that I quickly wanted to mention that's been really great actually socially for me as well is the Christian Dental Association. So we do the weekly Bible studies and then we also formed small groups. So that's been really great to make some friends and make some deeper connections. Again, everything's just so hard over Zoom to really be making friends, but that's been a really great place. And then I also think these clubs, now that I'm getting on board for some of them and just getting more involved and hopefully eventually we can go back to in-person meetings, I think I'll make more friendships through those as well. So 
So those are all reasons to consider joining student organizations once you're in dental school or if you're currently in dental school to get more and more involved in them. And then there's just one more thing I wanted to mention this episode, and then I'm also going to reflect on maybe what I want to do differently next semester. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is actually something I've learned from talking to a few different dentists this term, is that a general dentistry residency is nearly a must-do. It sounds like it's possible to graduate and find a mentor that wants to pretty much take you under their wing and into their practice as an associate and instruct you, but even then, a lot of the dentists that I've talked to about their pathways, they still did a residency. Then they went into that associateship situation with a mentor dentist and they were going to buy their practice in a few years. That seems to be like a nice timeline to follow, but even then, which surprised me, a lot of people still do a residency before that. So there's GPRs and AEGDs for general dentistry. And GPRs are more hospital, maybe surgery-based, more medical-based. And AEGDs are really focusing on more um, restorative dentistry, cosmetic dentistry, and more of a learning facility rather than a hospital facility. So AEGD seems to be the right fit for me. And I don't have much to say about them yet other than the fact that As of now, I'm pretty set that that's something I want to do unless I come up with a really great connection down the line by the time I'm graduating that really wants to teach me and mentor me. The reason that they're so highly recommended and so helpful, so you graduate, you're a dentist, you're fully board certified, you've graduated, you're a doctor, whatever. But it's a great way, it's kind of a nice in-between phase. So you still have... um, people looking over your treatment plans and there to help you if you want assistance, but you're still the lead care provider. You just have a team of other um, residents with you, other AEGD dentists, and then you also have older faculty dentists to guide you as well. So you still are in like a teaching and learning setting. And then also it's really nice because that's building your confidence, but you're also getting so much more practice and you're doing a lot more complex procedures that maybe you only did one or two of in dental school now you're getting to do a bunch more of them and you're getting to do a bunch more of the basic procedures that you want to get faster at that's the big thing and that's what one of the dentists explained to me I said is it better to just graduate and go right into practice and just kind of improve your speed as a practicing dentist with a full salary or should you go to an AEGD program to improve your speed and just be making that tiny living stipend that they give you and in her eyes she said I say do the residency because if you start working and you're slow your production is going to be low anyways and you might not even be making that much after you start having to pay off your loans that month, um, and then you kind of subtract all your other expenses, you might almost be making as much as you would in residency anyways, except in residency, you can defer your loans and you can be learning and getting a lot faster, a lot quicker. So those are some of the reasons that I've really have my sights set on residency right now. And over break, that's one of the things on my to-do list is to research more into AEGD programs. So in one of the next couple intros, I will give you all a few updates, I think, about my research, what I found, what I need to be doing in dental school to prepare to hopefully be accepted into a solid program, what the differences are between the programs, everything like that. So updates to come about that. But I just wanted to keep you all in the loop that 
that's definitely a thing that should be on your radar if you want to do general dentistry and just let you know it's something on my radar now and kind of in my mental timeline of what I expect to happen when I graduate dental school. And by the way, general dentistry residencies are one year of your time and then you would hopefully go get a job as an associate or another thing I've learned from these dentists that I've spoken to, getting right into ownership, the sooner the better. So whether that be buying a practice from a retiring dentist or just doing a startup, either way, getting right into ownership, you're going to be earning so much more money and you don't learn that much about running a practice anyways as an associate. So either way, whenever you finally do buy your practice, you're kind of starting from the ground up anyways. So you might as well start that earlier and start your learning and business management knowledge earlier. It's kind of the information that I've been given so far. But again, this is coming from D1 fall perspective, which is why it's fun to document this and see as much as I learn as we go throughout the rest of dental school. You all will be along on the ride with me, hopefully, if you choose to stick around. And then I just wanted to finally wrap things up here and talk about what I maybe want to improve on or change in this upcoming semester. So this was something that some of you asked on Instagram, which is why I wanted to put it in here, but I honestly don't have a ton that I would change. I think I just want to build upon the foundation that I've already started this semester. I want to do better at staying more grounded, continuing to look at the big picture and not letting one mix up or fall back in sim lab or in a class really shake me. I want to continue to be positive and continue focusing on the fact that I'm here to learn and being reflective I feel like is a great way to do that because you can look back and say, okay, yeah, maybe I got to be in this class, but over the summer I didn't even know what amelogenesis was. I didn't know what that word meant. But now I know what it is and I could kind of explain it to someone. And then maybe in the winter term, I can explain it at a higher level. So yeah, maybe I'm not getting 100 in all my classes, but I am learning because I can reflect on what I knew before and look at what I knew know now and see that I am gaining information. And it's also good to check in with yourself throughout the term as you are learning and be like, okay, how would I explain this to my parents who don't have as much dental knowledge? Or how would I explain this to a patient? Or what would the situation look like if a patient had this um, condition or whatever it may be? So that's a good way to check in with yourself too and try to make sure you're being active about your learning and looking at the book work and the didactic work in the right way, looking at it in the way of I'm going to be a dentist, I'm going to be seeing patients and how is this going to apply? How can I make sure I remember this? How can I make sure that I'm being the best dentist that I can? And what does this information do for that? How can I apply it? So those are kind of the things that I really want to focus on next semester. And then just personally, I really want to work to avoid burnout, like I said, by staying grounded, by staying connected with my loved ones, by finding and continuing to have a balance in my day. And with it being winter, I really need to make sure I'm exercising more indoors because I used to go for long walks, but I really don't have much you can't really do that as easily in the winter because it's just too cold. So I'm hoping to integrate more cooking and healthy eating and exercise into next semester as well. And also I'm looking forward, like I said, to more involvement with the Christian Dental Association and my small group and ASDA and AAWD and AGD and the Dental Student Business Association. And overall, I'm just 
ending this term very positive and happy and reflective on my personal growth and everything I've learned professionally. I just, like I mentioned, I kind of was rambling about Dental Student Business Association and practice management and practice ownership and connections I've made, but I feel like that has been so great already. And if I can continue on this pathway, I can have a really good handle on things by the time I graduate D4 year. So fingers crossed that things keep on this trajectory, I guess we can say. And I hope that you all had a really great semester if you're currently in school. And I'm looking forward to continuing this podcast into next term. I'm recording tons and tons of episodes over my three-week break. That way I'm able to have new guests for you all next semester. But I do have a request that if you can send me a message on Instagram or leave a comment on one of the photos letting me know what you want me to talk about next semester in solo episodes because I don't really want to have guests every week. I think that gets, I don't know, we lose our connection between me and you all. So if you have any topics you think would make for good episodes, please, please let me know because I'm kind of out of ideas at this point, but I'd really appreciate your insight And next week's episode is going to be with an orthodontist. Her name is Dr. Marianne, and she just started up, well, kind of revamped an orthodontics practice. She was working at two offices and revamped her parents' practice and just kind of relaunched it. It's really pretty if you want to check out her Instagram, but that is everything for this episode, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening.